Hello, beautiful people. How your spirit doing? Welcome back to another episode of Peace Talk Podcast, where I, your host, Day Peace, a comedian, talks about whatever it is that I want to talk about. I, I rant, I go on tangents. I, For example, this episode starts off with me talking about social media and then ends up with how I get murdered in a small town full of Trump supporters. So this is, uh, this is no different than any other episode, and I appreciate you guys for checking it out. I am committed to doing episodes that are uh, less than 30 minutes, so I hope you enjoy uh, you can also support the podcast. I have a Facebook page, which is Peace Talk Podcast, and you can reach out to me directly uh, through my uh, email, which is comediandating at gmail.com. Those are for like times where I go off and I didn't get to a certain topic that I said I wanted to or you really want, or if you have questions that you want me to answer uh, for a future episode. Also, as a uh, special promotion for me, I am releasing my comedy special, Peace of Mind, on YouTube this Saturday, which is October 31st, Halloween. Check it out for free. Like, share, and uh, I appreciate you guys. Enjoy the episode, and I will talk to you soon. Peace. The goal is to have an OnlyFans page. I'm not saying the world needs me to have one. I feel like they they kind of want me to, <laughs> you know. Like it would be how how awesome would it be? Like everybody can have an OnlyFans page where they fucking b- blow bubbles out of their their buttholes and you know I don't, play play Uno with the clitoris. I don't know. I I don't know what they do on these pages. But if a comedian had an only like how awesome would that be like you could just tune in and i'm i have my dick telling jokes i have like a little a little microphone and like like a like a it'd be like a episode of sesame street where like you could see the strings and you know, it'd be great these are my goals i, I apologize <laughs> uh i'm excited because this week uh if you hear this when this comes out it's Halloween, and I'm not necessarily excited about Halloween, but I've decided after so many months to put out my comedy special on YouTube free for everybody to view and watch and uh, critique and love, and I'm going to release that on uh, October 31st, which is uh, Halloween, and I do, this, I do this segment on the radio that's here uh, in town. When I say in town, I mean... North Iowa, it's a one hundred three point seven. The Fox, and it's kind of like a, a talk radio, essentially, where we talk about a lot of different topics. And one of the topics we talked about is Halloween. And every year, I won't say it's the same, but it's one of my least favorite holidays. Like, like I don't know how you feel. Like, what's your favorite and what's your least? But for me. I would say it it's it's become a, a children holiday. You know, when you have kids, it, like they they sort of take over. Like just like Christmas, like you you're excited when you're like in a new relationship and you're dating and you know you're you're buying gifts. And I, I worked retail for many years, so like that was always like a um, you know a milestone when when it came to the tis the season. You know, like soon as we were pretty much done with Halloween, like November 1st, we like packed all that shit up and started the Christmas music and it was, it was on. And, you know, now it's like, like once you get out of your twenties, I would say like you stop, you know, being so slutty, (laughs) you know, and don't, 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 you can still be slutty. Don't let me stop you. Um, however, I feel like for me, I've, 
you know, after after the twenty, and you know, I, we had our first kid in my late twenties, so you know, after after that, it really just becomes about dressing up this little fucker and taking, you know, he and she out and getting candy and letting them have this experience because, you know, when I was growing up, I don't I don't have very fond memories of of Halloween. I do. I there's there's two that that stands out to me. I remember. One year, my mom dressed me up as a lion, and it was I hated it. <laughs> like, like, like I, like so I, I don't know what how it all came to be, but I remember my mom dressed me up as a lion. I had like this huge mane, and it was like it felt like weave, like it was just like itchy. And she put me into this costume contest. And I and I won third place. I think she got like fifty bucks, which I didn't see a dime. You know, like I I feel like we should talk about it. And um, and then like she like the she felt the costume was so successful, so she made me dress up again the following year. I wonder how many of you listening have ever done that, you know, or, or had to do it or were forced to do it because just growing up, you just we didn't have a lot of money, so. You know, she thought it was like, this is a great costume, wear it again. But then like, I think I lost part of the, the whisker, like it, like the, the following year, I didn't look like a lion. I looked more like a pussycat and it was, it was, it was emasculating, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I, I, I have that, I have that memory. Um, I, I do, I remember going trick or treating, but in Detroit, it was so cold kind of similar to now how it is in Iowa where you put your fucking costume on and then you put your coats over you don't really know what you are and you know growing up in Detroit we have something called devil's night which they tried to turn into angel's night which was just like motherfuckers went wild you know like again just like like new year's eve instead of like fireworks not to say they didn't also do fireworks people just would bust shots off in the air and like they just felt like you know halloween was the best night to like do shit that's where the purge started but anyway so, you know, now that we have kids, you know, this is our ugly baby's first Halloween. You know, that's exciting. Last year, me and the ugly baby stayed home and, and passed out candy. And we're not doing that this year. Fuck. Look, listen, guys. COVID is still going on. Like, I'm not saying don't go out and do things. I'm saying go out and be safe for you and others. And just minimize and be smart about what you do. You know, if you want to go to the club every weekend, fine. Take a fucking mask. You know what I'm saying? Shake your titties and your mask. I don't understand why people, you know, as, as, and this shit's been going on for months. Like, I can, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not justifying anti mask people or, or people that's like, it's a hoax, but like, I understand all of this shit April. You know what I'm saying? Like, March happened. They're like, I'm not staying in the house. And, like, April, they had all their, you know, their their, their reaction. And they're, I'm going to fuck it. It's unconstitutional. And let me get my AK-47 and storm Congress. I get that. But then after May, June, July, August, September, 200,000 plus deaths, you motherfuckers should be like, uh, let me just put these pantyhose on and shut the fuck up. I feel like I should be a politician. I'm not going to lie. Deep down in the back of my member, like somewhere deep down, 
there is a little teeny tiny politician like, hey, we can fucking do this. We should do this. I definitely want to get more involved in like the community. But this particular community, if I can be real with you, uh, frightens me. Um, and not even like in a, in a ha ha, like, like legit, if I was to be murdered out of the places that I've lived, and again, I lived in Detroit and Detroit, you know, famously likes being in the top 10, top 15 most dangerous cities of America. Like, like it's a rite of passage, you know, motherfuckers be like Flint and, 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 you know, St. Louis, they're like, no, nah, don't forget about the D. And they start killing people. But anyway. Um, and I lived in Arizona. Uh, when I was in Minnesota, to be honest with you, I was so young and naive and, and, and I won't say ignorant, like hard-headed. I was, I, was, I was smart about how I moved. Don't get me wrong. But I was also young. So I would say I was a little bit of a hothead. And then especially coming straight from Detroit. Again, you know, I graduated. Then I kind of moved out here. You know, I graduated high school. And then I moved out here to Minnesota. And I'm like, you know, like I was I was just like fresh out. You know, it's just like someone fresh out out the out the penitentiary. That, you know, they gotta they gotta adjust to the new lifestyle outside of the bars. You know, they eat differently, you gotta move differently, and they shake people at the mailbox. So that's kind of how I how I felt. So I, I was I was always on guard. Iowa is just a different place to me. It's a it's like you know the movie Get Out. Like it's a very like I don't know like and and where I'm at, this is the smallest town that I've ever lived in. Mason City, which 24,000 people, something like that. Um when I first moved you know, from Minnesota to Iowa, I thought that was small town living. Nah, uh, this it got it beat, y'all. We got a fucking Casey's gas station where they are famously known, famously known for gas station pizza, and we got a, a Dollar General, which is like, you know, I'm going to the Dollar General. You know, what I'm saying like the kids get excited to go. You know, like that. That's where I fucking live, and. So many Trump signs, so many. Like, like it, it, it's I, I, I just never seen anything like this. Even for the first election, which, you know, like that famous, you know, quote goes: "You voted for Obama to prove that you're not racist, but you know, you the first time and the second time, you know, you didn't vote against him because you didn't want to be stupid, something like that." I don't know how it goes. It, it's it's for racist people. <laughs> I, I failed. I I flunked racism. Uh, be, being a racist asshole one on one. But uh, here it's like we loved everything he did. I, you know, I I don't understand. I'm getting off the point, but I just don't understand uh, how people can look at uh, Trumpy, who, who I like, I like to call Chester Cheeto, and be like, this guy is awesome. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there were people that was, that were in love with Hitler. You know what I mean? And, and like, and there's, st- and there still is like, there's still people like that. Like that guy got headed right. You know? And like, I don't know. Like, did we get dumber? Do, do we, you know, do we, do, have we become more racist? 
less you know less insensitive, more sensitive. I don't know. It, it we live in a very dangerous time. I I watch Fox News from time to time, not live for a long time because I can't stand that shit. But and and don't get me wrong, CNN and and a lot of these media coverages are biased and they they have their own agenda. However. Here's the difference between like a CNN and a MSNBC and a Fox News. They'll report the sky. And, you know, they'll be like, the sky is blue. And you'll look outside and be like, yeah, I can see it for myself. It's blue. And then like MSNBC might be like, it's kind of blue, but it looks purple. We're going to call it purple. And you look like... Okay, I can kind of see it a little purple, you know, when it gets a little late. Okay, that kind of makes sense. But then, like, Fox News be like, it's it's pink like pussy. Grab a bar of pussy, everybody. It's pink outside. And you're like, no, it's not pink. I don't know how all you guys are, like, looking outside and seeing that it's pink. Unless, one, you know it's blue, but you're calling it pink because you just, like, that's that's who you are. Or you, like, really believe it's pink, and which makes you colorblind. And not to pick on anybody that's colorblind, it's a thing, but it's one thing to be colorblind and admit it, be like, hey guys, I'm colorblind. It's another thing to be like, nope, I'm right, and be and be colorblind. You'd be like, no, there's, anyway, got off the point. But in this particular small town, I'm more terrified because it's it's smaller, Um way less black people like <laughs> like the <laughs> like the fewer like the more pla- the more places i go the fewer black people but like way less you know what i mean like if you take my mom out of the equation i think there's like two other black people in this area and i don't know them i see them from time to time we get excited from across the room and that's it and then to be honest with you can't even trust some of these black people you know i don't know if they you know Jason Whitlock, Candace Owen lovers, and they're like, you know, Trump, Trump, blacks for Trump. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but anyway, um, I so so being in this small town, I see so many Trump signs, and you know, I've done come, I've done comedy shows in the town where I don't do a lot of political humor in the first place, but. You know, the longer I've done comedy, the more I like to be myself, even when it's not necessarily the most comfortable place to to be yourself. You know, that's that's a lot of times these rural areas or these, you know, (laughs) I once performed in a bar with a Confederate flag right behind me. And um, there's been times in, in my comedy, you know, journey where. I'm at a place and I'm like, I don't know how, how this is going to go, how this is going to work out, how, how these jokes are going to land, how, how they're going to be received, how I'm going to be received. I know initially it's, it's, uh, you know, one of, one of the things that I like to do is I like to engage people the sooner, the better, you know, when I walk in, Hey, how's, how you doing? Are you here for the show? Okay. You know, Hey, bartender, I over tip, just shit like that. However, you know, the more I've been here, the more I'm like myself, especially when I perform, and I know that doesn't go over well. And then I became like Facebook friends with a bunch of people, and they're all like super Trumpy, so I had to delete a lot of these motherfuckers. And I'm all Black Lives Matter and, you know, equal rights and justice and 
you know, you know, LGBTQ, like, like I'm, I'm all about like justice for all, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I saw a meme about like, if you've never had the Supreme court rule, you know, for you to get married or for you to vote, you know, and, 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 and have rights, like you don't understand the struggle. So this goes for everybody. You know, don't don't get me wrong. As a black person, I feel the struggle has been so hard and 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 for so long. But I'm not the only we're not the only people with struggles. You know, what I mean, Muslims have have a huge new struggle, especially with the borders and and building the wall and you know, fucking five hundred kids snatched from their parents and and put in cages. It's just inhumane. And then we have our gay and lesbian and trans, you know, trans people are just like, they, they just get murdered by the dozen. Like it is the hate is just so, so much. And so I feel like I'm secretly in the hell mouth. If you've ever seen the show, Buffy, the vampire slayer, um, I was always a little, a little prone to angel, but Buffy, the vampire slayer, it, it essentially is the small town, that takes place uh, like uh, on the Hellmouth, which is like the mouth of hell, which it opens up and, and hell is right there. I feel like in these areas in the United States, you know, your Alabama, your Texas, you know, there's these areas that are just like, uh, I don't, I don't want to say racist capitals, but like, but like very, and I, and I, I, I know we keep throwing around the word conservative, but I feel like it's more than that. Like the con- today in 2000, you know, in 2020, the conservative Christian to me is not Christian at all. Um, I feel like, it, you know, it's, it's very, it, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, you mix white and black, like no matter how much white you have, you know, if you're mixing paint and you, you put a little bit of black in there and you swirl it around and it starts to look gray, you, you're you not going to get it back white. No matter if you dump, you know, so much white in there, the the idea that, you know, the ideology, I guess, of, you know, white Christian or white Christianity mixed with white supremacy, you know, like, like these things can't coexist. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't worship the you can't worship a black Jesus. Well, let, let me let me rephrase. You can't worship Jesus who you believe is white because you feel more comfortable, you know, but in actuality he was not white. And and then base everything around th- this fabrication. You know what I mean? Like you know, we 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 you know that that I like that Ice Cube and I like his music and Dr. Dre, but I don't like all black people. Like it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Oh, I like NFL, but I don't like when they want you know to kneel and I don't know. So I again I live in this place and it's it terrifies me. And 
if I am to be murdered, guys, <laughs> if, if my day will, will come, you know, we, first of all, we're all going to die. I, I don't want to sound very morbid, but like, let's just get used to the idea it's going to happen and move on. You know, your parents are going to die and, and, you know, like it's sad. And, you know, we have kids and they're going to die. Our hope is that we go before them. Um, I wouldn't mind if my wife went first, you know what I'm saying? Like, like statistically speaking, I'm out first, but, uh, just not, but not before the kids. And, uh, if it happens, it's one or two things in my opinion, as of right now, uh, they both take place here in this small town that I live in. Um, and it's either the police, you know, county sheriff or whatever, and not, not to just put all police in a bucket because that's always, that's always the first thing, you know, like you have to defend the bad and the good. Like you have to be like, not all, you know, like none of this is absolute by the way, but you got, not all cops are bad. We know that. But, you know, to some people, all they hear is fuck cops, you know, <laughs> you know, all they, you know, that, that's all, that's all they hear, which kind of brings me back to the news reporting. You know, somebody can say, you know, I feel like if I was to be murdered, it would be by the police. And then like Fox News would be like, he's anti-police. He hates police. And CNN be like, um, okay, what, what, what do you mean? You know, like, like, a, you know, like a news journalist. But um, so, yeah, county sheriff or the police, you know, some type of misunderstanding, some type of, you know, he's jogging and he took out his cell phone like that. That that terrifies me. The other thing is just you're like I was saying, you're. Christian conservative or your white supremacist trumper in this area, you know, drive up, drive up on me or, or, you know, what, just any, any of these cases where they feel justified by me being a threat and, uh, that'd be it. And I I talk about this on, uh, on a YouTube, uh, video of, of mine that I have my sister, Tiffany, she did two years ago now and uh, it's called 10 questions she asked me questions and one of my you know she asked me like what's one of my fears and one of my fears is is dying I mean, no longer being here and having my legacy or my name be dragged through the mud and i was thinking about why that bothers me so much because honestly truthfully i'm dead you know what i'm saying like what 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 difference does it matter for me i'm i'm out however what I realized is, and this is just the the generational trauma that I feel like black people have and face, is for so long, we are accustomed to having our legacy be dragged when we're murdered or when we die. You know, it's, you know, he stood for this, but but honestly, he was a bad person. He was high on this. He did these things. He did that thing. And the dehumanizing, you know, uh, destruction, like the the breakdown of a of a black person's legacy, is a constant thing in America. So, I I would be like mortified if you know I have Skittles in my pocket walking from the KC's gas station after eating some famous pizza, and I get shy, and they're like. Well, he told a lot of dick jokes and uh, he he called his child ugly and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, white people 
white white Christians around the country be like, he he got what he deserved. He should have fucking complied. So thank you guys for listening. That is the conclusion of this episode. I uh, have this, you know, new agenda to keep these episodes short. I'm not going to say short and sweet because I don't know how sweet it is to you. You know, your taste buds may taste salty like balls. And then I'm like, you promised me sweet balls. I didn't promise you sweet balls, baby. (laughs) Okay, I promise you balls and they can come sweet, salty, uh, you know, zesty. (laughs) I don't think I've ever used zesty in a sentence other than like describing chicken you know what i mean i've never you know let's let's do some research uh listeners try to try to use zesty in a sentence and then try to apply it where you you give me like hey for your next episode day you know i don't know where i was going with this (laughs) this is stupid you know fuck it we're out of school no home no homework for anybody thank you guys for listening uh it's always fun just kind of ranting but hopefully you guys took away something and it was funny you laughed a little bit i will catch you on the next episode every monday on uh, peace talk podcast which is on so many different platforms but the one that most people listen to is apple music spotify and google play or google podcast thank you i love you i'm out peace Uh, I am celebrating this year. I'll be celebrating my third year anniversary of being married. You gotta celebrate the smaller victories. It's only three years. Uh, it's amazing that we made it here. Okay, we ended up going to counseling, and uh, my wife was very embarrassed about that because, like, her parents are like the idea of marriage. Like, you take them, you put them on a wall, you be like, that's what marriage is. It's great. Her father is like so devoted to her mom. And they love each other and they can't go to sleep unless the other one's laying next to them. And I was like, uh, I don't love your daughter that much. I don't have that. I don't have that type of love. I got like a fraction, but I don't have that.